Well, you know what time it is, and you know what? A little early today, 7 minutes, 7.23 here on a Wednesday in the beautiful January. Yes, folks, it is time. It is grind time with your host, yours truly, Darren McCarty. And I got to tell you, I am so fucking excited uh, for today for the guests that I have because uh, a couple people that are very important in my life for, for a lot of reasons. But uh, before we get to our guests, let me uh, say hello to uh, my equipment manager and my athletic trainer because Perry... Uh, that's about the only support as a jock that you uh, could uh, could could handle. So I, I guess I'm in pretty bad fucking shape, Perry Vellucci, on my right when you are my athletic trainer. But I guess you're the athletic trainer to grind time, not only the fucking referee. How you doing? Good, Max. I'm Perry good. positive, by the way. Yes, thank you. You still Perry positive? I still am. What, yeah, a, what a nice introduction. Wasn't that a nice like, introduction Perry for you? Positive, yeah. Perry yeah. positive, now fucking sniff my yeah. support. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm your supporter tonight. Well, he, hey, really, I, he really brought you in on a nice soft pillow. Yeah, dude. you'll like this right now, Timmy, uh, as you hear. Tim, <laughs> Tim Krakowski as my equipment manager. Yes, good sir. To you, good Tim. to see you, brother. Yes, um, good to see you. How's, uh, give me an update on, uh, well, I'll, I'll start because that's the way it goes. When your name's uh, Grind Time Darren McCarty, then uh, then uh, you get to start my week. Um, before, oh, I, uh, M12 was in town. She is the curator of the DMAC Museum, and uh, it was great to visit with her, and Cheryl and I had a great visit with her. And uh, um, as you know, Marty Sheedy is now officially the uh, director of public relations for Darren McCarty. So, uh, Mac twenty five PR at guy, Gmail. Yeah. Uh, anything PR wise, send it to my boy Marty. You can check out also too one of the uh, two two previous shows ago. Last week we had Grateful Meds. We had uh, Uncle Todd from Grateful Meds uh, and his crew in here, and then Marty was in here with Project Scissorgate. I know that he was going to be here tonight. Um, I know that my guest knows him really well too, and uh, but he's uh, getting better because he's getting ready for his trip to Peru. Um, so be, health is important. So, homie, if you're, I know you're out there, and uh, our prayers and wishes with you. Um, you know, later in the, this is for me. This is really starting off. Um, uh, let me see. Any sports? Uh, nah, no, not really. Uh, national championship game. Okay, Clemson put a beating on Alabama. Um, I enjoyed the football. I'm going to enjoy football this weekend. Other than that, I'm going to be busy. I got three comedy shows. I'll get to that at the end of the show um, when I'm going to introduce a new segment I call What the Fuck's Going On This Weekend. And so, uh, so that's about me. Timmy, what do you... Eagle, what? Well, I just wanted to... You were oh. talking about football. So yeah. Eagle Saints and... Yeah, Eagles, Saints, and um, Chargers, Patriots Okay, are the first two games. And then Kansas City. Uh, fuck. Fuck Dallas? off. Yeah. No, Dallas is playing. Um, you know, I, I don't need to know this shit. Okay. Just <laughs> seeing if you know. I no, I, I'm supposed to know. I'm really fucking embarrassed that I don't. But I only I, knew I a couple. I don't really care. Them. I'd like to see. All I'd like, I'd like to see. Like to see that Philadelphia story continue for another year? Well, you know what that is, right? You, you guys understand the backstory. So I do the uh, Darren McCarty Slaps the Comedy Tour and the, and the booking agent, Jason Douglas, who's a comedian, right? Yeah. So it's the Jason Douglas effect because he went to New York and he's got the picture and I can show people, put it on the Grind uh, grind Time Facebook page um, of him entertaining this, this year during their off week. It was Malcolm Jenkins, Nick Foles, 
or as he says, big dick Nick, and I don't even want to know how he knows that. But um, so he was guaranteeing me, Jason Douglas was guaranteed that he's, they got the Douglas effect, and sure as shit, they won the last three games. And I said, of course they do, because nobody, trust me, nobody blows harder than Jason Douglas does to be able for the Chicago to miss that kick. So <laughs> double doinker, Ron Sweet, Ron Sweet uh, corrected me and said, if you were talking about Jason Douglas, it's double donger probably. So um, I'm going to leave it at that. But uh, yeah, he blows so hard, Jason Douglas, which I'll see tomorrow in Lansing, um, that I think he has that effect. And so fuck he blows and he calls so him big so dick nick so eagles. that's all hey i don't hate i just fucking i just what I, what do i preach pay self-awareness and hard work right absolutely so how about you guys how was your week what do you got going timmy uh yeah first day back at the gym that was awesome um harder I, or easier than you thought better than i thought better than i thought better I thought, how um i thought that i would have a bunch of cobwebs i thought i'd be really rusty and I wasn't. I did. Um, I did uh, three five-minute rounds, bag work, and uh, with some uh, conditioning. And then I rolled uh, jujitsu with, Bro, the, with I, the young I, gorillas. I used to and, train like that, and I shake my head because I know what that yeah, what that takes yeah. and that perseverance. So it must it have felt been good, you. Dude. Now, because maybe you've um, attempted this in the past, and people have. And and from my experiences, I think maybe it had to do with your mental space going in there that it was was because um i know back when i used to train and i hated it you know like i mean yeah. <laughs> should i tell drapes retire means i don't want to do it anymore and he's like he's like one of those guys that get sick if he doesn't work out i get yeah. sick if i work That's out how i am dude i start to but i gotta do something exciting right like so i'd always do like mountain biking and and i'd, I'd run and you know do boxing and stuff like that but i always knew when my mental when i was healthy mentally yeah, it was. I could embrace the suck. What do I say around here, Perry? Oh, that's, that's not and embrace. If embrace you can the embrace suck the suck in life, that and and you don't have to like it, but if you can get through it, then you're so much more ahead. So yeah, um, it was good. It was a good first day back at the gym. I was. It felt really good. Now, do you think was it the perfect timing? Like, did you prep yourself? Perfect timing, because I just got you know I was going through some stuff with with a loved one and and the c word and um you know the holidays done like it was perfect it was the right tuesday to come back in um and uh, it's not it colorado great. either people yeah. it's not colorado. not colorado right um but yeah no i was lucky it was a good workout and it was it was a f packed class like everybody was there um tons of people were rolling jujitsu it's so good because just to see that grow at our gym is is awesome like yeah. just to see more people rolling and and getting serious about that i trained with al irish um all for 10 years from 90 i don't know 96 to 06 or whatever like this and uh at the end of it i started rolling yeah and just to see everybody involved Dude, you know just, what i want to do with you i've I I, i've watched you like I, before we ever knew each other yeah and i always wanted to show you some judo like yeah. actually go through some judo because you guys do so much judo in a in a skate fight yeah well i you know it's what crazy I, yeah and the jiu-jitsu too as far as like the hand action is where yeah, where, yeah I'd, i'm i'm gonna come out trust me i'm gonna come out there and, and well do, your do, soulmate did the one of the most famous jiu-jitsu move in hockey was the turtle yeah, well, <laughs> hey. so hey i uh yeah i guess you know i punched those fucking bitches yeah, it didn't work he didn't yeah he wasn't <laughs> all right Perry, on properly. to you because you're sitting over there and uh, the positive looks like it's seeping out because you're not getting any airtime. but uh, uh hey well, how was your week oh 
Week's been good. Uh, actually, looking forward to tomorrow. Going to spend some time with my daughter before she goes back to school. So, going to go see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, have you uh, seen it yet? No, I haven't. It's a fucking masterpiece. Dude. Is it? See, yeah. I'm anxious because I've watched all their all the documentaries. I saw Queen back in '77. Oh, you know, cool. I mean, yeah, when they were just before they even really were hitting it real big. And, yeah. Uh, so I'm anxious to see it and then get her take. You know, get a perspective from a 22 year old that knows Queen songs but hasn't. You know, hasn't seen them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Yep. And then, uh, and then, and then tonight, I'm I'm am excited tonight to, to listen and. Uh, well, you got to get the fuck guests. out of here now because I'm going to introduce some fucking real human beings. Yeah. So. Oh, um, I'm hanging around for this. Oh, you are. You oh, I'm watching this shit. I Hell yeah! I can't ready. wait. You're like a fucking. I ass. can't wait to hear what you think of Bohemian Rhapsody. I I yeah. cried like a baby through most of it. There's a couple cringy things. I think his teeth were overdone. I think there was some insulting stuff to to the gay community, like a, a little bit exaggerated kind of thing. But other than that, just telling his story, I I was fucking. I cried like a well, baby. Well, I'm, I'm anxious to see. Yeah, we'll let Amen. you know. All right, can I? Uh, back you know, to you, Matt. Dude, we got some special you, guests in the room here, yeah. Max. Well, What's you know, I, you're lucky that uh, these two, these two gentlemen are uh, um, uh, two of uh, the finest musicians that I know, and uh, one of them is that it's always funny because uh, our uh, I'm going to introduce uh, right now um, every everybody in their lifetime. Uh, Mick Jagger, so I'm Mac Jagger, and uh, this is Billy Reedy with. Uh, <laughs> All the uh, Keith Richards hair, but we are uh, back in the grinder days, uh, showing you the tattoo from uh, James Beanders. It's all about rock and his guitar that he played um, with us in Grinder. And uh, so I was Mac Jagger and Billy. You were uh, Keith Reedy, and to this day you still show are. That, Just show that to the people again, man. Show that to the uh, yeah, right there. There it is. You know, I got that. You remember when I got that in two thousand four, and uh, Mark Sopke up at Lucky Monkey did that. Um, and uh, so that's like almost well, Perry. Just because it's it, it's 15 years old because we're in 2019. Oh, you fucking jag off. It's like Tim. I'm gonna get off sidetrack before Billy. I gotta start this because you know how I go. But Tim, okay. So Perry says, I don't even know what the the thing was about. <laughs> no, but it's because said, we're in 2019. In, it's it's you said it, in 2002 it started. Oh, oh so this, I said Perry says years. it's a grinder reunion. And I is this announcing like a a grinder you know reunion tour? And I said no. I said no. We're going in. We're going down memory lane and whatever. But this is how it starts because we'll get to that story about 2002 Cup and how grinder refired up. Your fault. Um, <laughs> I pointed at Billy. Um, Your idea. But then I know I have great ideas, don't I? Look, hey, we got to where we're here now, bro. That's all That's I can awesome. say. It's like God said, you'll be here. You, you and Billy will be standing beside each other and how you got here, shake your heads. But it can be. But he said, because we're in 2019, it's got to be 17 years ago. And I'm like, you dumb shit. It's in, the, it's in the summertime. It's not quite. So a kid that was born December 31st, right? January 1st, he's automatically a year old? No. no. That's Perry math. Don't do Perry math out there. <laughs> Anyways, back to you, Billy Reedy from Grinder. Um, Welcome, Billy. Ty, Ty, <laughs> yeah, Nova Driver, Walk on Water, um... Ty Stone, what's that band called? Just Ty, Ty Stone and the Truth. The Truth. Ty Stone. Yep. Ty you've Stone. been, you've been after you left me. You've been dishing out the truth. <laughs> oh boy. So you've been dishing and doing longer. So, Billy and I, uh, we go way back. Um, probably. Uh, well, I uh, would say a little history here because uh, let's start with the old man. So, Billy's old, Billy's Billy's dad um, was known as the Chief. 
And uh, had Reedy's. So Reedy's, uh, your family used to have the bar. Reedy's Saloon, yep. Reedy's Saloon, which was down by Old Tiger Stadium. Block and a half west. Yeah. Tiger Stadium. Yep. Opened in uh, 85. Uh, I ran it from 95 till we sold it in 99. And uh, my dad had another bar before that called the Hummer, and that was open from 79. Of course to, he did. Well, actually, it's named after uh, Art Fowler, Billy Martin's pitching coach. They, that was which, which your dad and Billy Martin, by the way, were 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 booze and buddies. I mean, they were two in cahoots, and that's a whole uh, show. Old timers, Mac. We know. Our, the, yeah. Oh yeah. But get you look at. Do you see how Perry just dove into that category of the chief? Get the front, kick this motherfucker out of here. Anyways, so Art used to throw so hard they said that it hummed. So that his nickname uh, was the Hummer. So my dad named the bar after after Art's of course nickname. He did. So. Uh, 80 or 79 to 83 in the bar business, the, the place went under. Of course, my dad's out of the bar business in 84, so I guess when the World Series, he opens Reedy's in 85. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, it was a great, great place. Did he reap some of the benefits of the of opening up after 84? Like, oh, I think, least, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was different then because you know, uh, the you know, the uh, the avenue was still the avenue. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's you you went into Nemo's, you went into yeah. You walked yeah, it, you yeah. walked Andrews, you walked the line, you it yeah. was the You had you know, you had you had a, a couple beers and burger and whatever and then you went to the ball game. Yeah. Know, and then come back after. But uh it was a great place. My dad had a lot of uh you know, Billy Martin being one of them, uh, a lot of sports guys. And also he was in uh politics from seventy four to ninety four. He was uh, administrative assistant to Jack, Jack Kelly, who was a councilman. Really? Yeah, so there was a lot of connections, and, and the fun, the one funny part is is that the uh, it was it's in Corktown on Michigan Avenue. The St. Patrick's Day parade was always down Woodward. <laughs> they so, moved it. So my dad, look at that. See what you learn here on grind time. Grind time with Darren McCarty. You learn that not the only like his truth. right hand in music and anything, uh, whatever. Billy Reedy, his dad. Is responsible for the parade being in Corktown. That's well, awesome. it, it ended outside the front door, so. and it ended outside <laughs> of which should show you that how much. Po- See, I got more pride. I didn't know that about the chief. I know a lot of stories about the chief. I know a lot. I I knew the man pretty good, and uh, was always so. We met. I I started in '93. Um, and the, so downtown, there used to be a bar called the Post. Is that first? Prob- well, actually, first time I met you, I threw you out third base. Bullshit. Yes, sir. <laughs> so he runs. Was I trying to leg out a single? Did I? What did you? What? Well, how could I not with that fucking noodle arm of yours? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you. Hey, you must have had a sleeveless on, and I was like, "There's no way this guy." And little did I know that your arm, your hands are stronger than it because you play guitar for. Um, we'll get into that about how the stories that we used to talk about on the bus and stuff. But um, you play guitar. So you 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 was in Dearborn? We were, uh, I think it was eighty nine X versus Red Wings. God dang it! And uh, ground ball, you're you're on second. Challenge ground ball the third. Or no, I, I got the I got the ball. Looked you, tagged the base and you went. I gunned you. Oh okay, so. but yeah, I probably uh, the last time I under- underestimated you, Billy Reedy. <laughs> See what happens out there, folks? I told you before that if you don't kill me, I might haunt you the rest of your life. <laughs> There's another case. So then, yeah, so then I, so we started, like, well, um, so you grew up around here, um, 
play guitar? You always play guitar? Started when I was nine years old. Started when you What made you give, give me the, I'm going to ask you the old, obviously Keith Richards is your. I, th I think an aunt gave me a, a guitar and uh, was. Did it automatically click with you? Somewhat. I could hear, I, I could listen to a Black Sabbath song and knew he was doing the same thing. Just up and down the neck, and I do sharps and flats. So, so you could hear it, you, I, and that's how I, I just sat with a, a needle and a record, and just backed it up and found stuff. Wow! And, and so and and painful. and so this is like the self awareness that you. This was something that you. I I mean I know this is rhetorical because I know how much you love guitar, or or it has been you know part in your life. But it's important to know that you put all that time. And so how how much practice did you? There was a probably a point from. I think it started to make sense completely about 11, 12. And what does that mean? It made sense. To like explain to us, not because you know me right now, because, oh, which by the way, I want you to know this, looking because you've stood beside me so, so many shows and stuff like this. I finally found my calling. And you know what? I'm not a comedian. I'm as much a comedian as I am a musician, which the, I'm not talented enough to be a musician, but what I am is an entertainer. There you go. And and you know what? The first time I stepped on stage doing doing this comedy thing, I was so shit scared. I was more scared than we'll get to the first show that we ever played. I was it was just like that fear, but it automatically kicked back out and it was like, "Oh my god. This is I got everything I wanted in the band, that connection without having to sing a song or remember lyrics and remember timing and shit like that." I mean, <laughs> don't get it wrong, I still like to play play rock star you know it's just sort of like you know playing dress up i guess you know you don't have to really that's what i love love about it and, and the style but so when you as a musician back to you when you get like as a guitar like what does it feel like does it feel it, it just feels like i think you just, you just run into things and it's like and it can sound really goofy but like an awakening awakening where you put the correlation between a chord and why notes go over that chord and things and a lot of work. So how long does it take? How long does it take before <laughs> you, at the beginning, that you have a song? We're still going, buddy. Well, I, we're, not, we're all still learning. No, oh, yeah. I understand, but I'm just saying because, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to explain this. And, Tim, you can chime in on this because you're a bass player. And um, and my other guest here today, um, Vince Matthias, who's uh, also a great friend. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about his story, but he's also a guitar player and, um, you know, one of the uh, honchos over there at Guitar Center that uh, I say I can honestly say Grinder is a big fan of his <laughs> from over the years. Um, I, we were joking earlier, but, uh, man, if the aliens got this guy, I mean, there'd be some secrets out there. I don't know that. He's uh, quiet. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, Vince is good. We're going to get into Vince a little bit later, but Vince is... Uh, um, just so you know, so it's uh, August, September, October, November, December, January. Holy jeez, we're almost five months ago you had uh, open heart surgery, is that true? Yeah. Or, or wow, yeah. Man. You had, we'll get into that, but you had yeah. your aorta. Re replaced. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it was, it was hell. It was not, uh, it, it was painful. It was so much hell that in two months you were skating. Yeah, that's how much hell it is, <laughs> it, right? Like, well, you got to have goals, though. We're going to get into your story <laughs> in a minute. So, wow. Billy, back to getting it in guitar. And all you guys, like, is it a moment where it's just because, how do you think, like, I look at it and I see a guy who can, like, not only sing and then play chords or, but just to be able to play there and be off in Never Neverland and, and uh, I mean, it, 
Can you correlate it to anything? Like like in hockey, is it correlating to, to well, I mean, learning how to saucer a puck or something? Exactly. Or? Not everybody can do that. I can't. Fuck, I'm still getting somebody to teach me how to do that shit. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right here, when you're playing guitar by yourself and you're figuring it out and, and you're growing and you're getting, whether it's fast or the chords are just coming to you, and you start writing your own shit, and all of a sudden you're trying to find that next note, you know where that next note is. It's in your head, but once your hands find it, it's just a magical thing. So it's and a combination of, of head, of, of mind, body. It's, it's like a combination. And it's got to be a spiritual moment, too. It's feeling, it's, emotional, everything. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 I always uh, equated it to two things. Like, I, I, I taught myself theory, and which means what? Meaning, the how rule, to read the, it? The rules. The, I, I, oh, I the rules. I, I can't read a, a note of music. So the so, so the rule what, like you know, like scales and modes. Do re Right. I crammed all that stuff. Oh shit! Head. Jim tried to teach me, and <laughs> and then when I when I hit eighteen, I started gigging and I threw it all out and just played. So it's like, you know, when you, when you speak English, you don't think about dangling participles and adjectives. You just talk, you know. But, so. but it's the same thing, and I, and I want kids out to, to, like, the hard work and, and self-awareness chase your dreams because I know for a fact that I can sit and look across from this guy is that whenever we were doing stuff, he always had his guitar with him. He's always picking, you know, every time I see a thing on Slash and he says Slash never goes anywhere without his guitar, well, I think That's the difference. That's the difference between a gunslinger like... Billy Reedy <laughs> always learn, and then me who can I can pick up and play a Stone song. I can sit in with a band, but there's a gunslinger, and then there's musicians. So I want to be you. You do, well, it's a good first step. <laughs> but I would wouldn't be a bad thing to be a gunslinger. No, no, I'm gunslinging and everything else. You know, I'll gunsling in the podcast. We'll right. get out there too, and that's then you worry about me base. shredding. I moved to bass because I realized I, I, that's I what I want to learn. I would yeah. fucking somebody. To, you're gonna teach me at least a bunch of chords so I can at least fake it. Fucking Jesus. That's a, that's my next goal. Anyways, so so that's so when you did, and then it started out. What was your first band? It was a band called Happy Deathman. With, I remember with them. Mark Cahan. That was in Walk on Water, also. Yeah, we did that from '88. Walk on Water. Who was with the original man, Billy? Billy, myself, um, Jim Anders, uh, Eric Miller, and would you say Chaz? Was was a original? Uh, no. Uh, well, we'll get to the first original grinder because that was actually Mach Two. Well, that was Mach Two. See, I told you I fucking smoked a lot of weed back, <laughs> and I smoked a little weed. We did in '98. We did. We did. A, oh yeah, who did that one? Me, did, you, uh, Robbie Graham. Oh yeah, that's right, Robbie. Yeah, and, and, and Miller. So it was, it was no, but Cozy there, was there. Too. Cozy was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah Charles was there too. Right, yeah. Charles, Billy Cozy, the, the 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 rocket scientist. Oh my God, dude! Hey, there's a clip that you sent me, dude. Uh, that is freaking brilliant. <laughs> and I think that you know now. So you so that's when it started. So that was the '90s, and you walk on water. And then and then so we what came, band were so, you in when you got the call? To, no, to no go how to, did that? No, because it started with JW, right? Mm -hmm told you well, and we, were we don't mention that we full name on the program we were, we were <laughs> that, oh yeah i forgot yeah, to tell you yeah. i know anyway so so an associate of ours at the time there was a, some benefit stuff able to be done for the, yeah it was for the re the reason that came to me was hey um uh we can raise we think we can raise money for vladdy and sergey and their ah, foundation right that's after it happened um you know, they had an idea of throwing a, a so band a, together. So we, we got Keith Newman to sing with us, too. We did a few shows. You know, okay. we, I think we did three, and then we didn't do it for a few And years. you know what? Jim was still alive. 
I fucking kick him right in the dick for all the knowledge that I have now of fucking setting up the songs and the set list of what you want me to fucking sing and what you fucking think you... I I still to this day I look at I have a frisbee of Jim Anders with him on and I fucking curse that motherfucker because I swear to God this cocksucker did it on purpose. Now you're not supposed to curse that. No, because we did that. It's the way of the world. Oh, that and, was me picking that stuff. That's my fault. Jim, fuck man. Jim wasn't in that band. Jim wasn't in, in that. Not in that incarnation. In two, I think. Well, it was, I blame it on Robbie. Robbie's your fault. <laughs> All right. Two thousand one. Oh, that was the other. That's but, when. That's when. Jim, Jim entered in. Okay, well, I, okay, Billy. So, obviously, guys out there, and just so you know, um, yeah, you're, sometimes your timeline's up, but that's why you have people that have lived I'm through glad, it. I'm glad Billy was there. With you. So, so, Billy, I'm going to let you. Okay, so, so, fuck you for that song. <laughs> um, but, hey, I, I could try to learn it, but never. But, um, so, okay, so, Jim, so, so you we, came, we, and then, that's right, so Robbie, and then we did the show at the Hockey Town. Yeah, and then we did a couple more shows that summer. Oh, that's right. That, that's the whole point of this conversation. What do you got here? Oh, there you go. Look at that. You got one of those? Uh, I do have the I have uh, the poster somewhere. That's the uh, walk on yeah. water. That's at the Post Bar back in... Uh, 98. 98. 98, yeah. I'm going to hang this in the... Is that going to the museum? No, it's staying in the studio when I, when Radio 1 gets oh, when that we take table. Over, when yeah. we take over. Walk just, on Water, Five Horse Johnson, Telegraph, The Reeferman, Face, my boy uh, Steve, um, uh, Steve Frenino, Pharmacy, The Hitmen. Hitmen were my guys. And then we had Walk on Water again with Esham. Esham played the second night? <laughs> he came out for a song. What? Oh, okay. Oh, Walk on Water with Esham. Jill Jack, right? Yeah. The numbers. Was that the atomic numbers? The, I can't remember. Okay. Honestly. And Roundhead, Broken Toys. Totally remember Broken Toys. Hell and, yeah. Dude, and there, There's a bunch of those. I love, you know, I love doing back. Wait, that Merge was, was what's his name before he got that uh, gig, right? What was it? Wasn't oh, Merge, yeah, uh, uh, who's his face, before he got the... Hugo, was it? Yeah. Hugo. Before he got the Days of the New gig. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We're really... Wow. We're, we're using our brains, man. Uh, Steve Fernino worked for me for a couple of years. Right. Yeah, so Vet, Vet, Steve Fernino is one of the greatest local drummers, underrated ever. Steve Fernino is a drumming, absolutely god, dude, a god that ne- that never got his due. So Billy, back. Uh, so then, so so leave leave me off of that because obviously yeah, I had no idea. Ninety eight. Then we just did a couple shows. We didn't we didn't do it for a few years, and then uh, you called with an opportunity to do like a, a small set so we put together like four or five songs and and jim got involved at this point and kind of took over and took the lead a little more because he he criticized the way we did it and not not bad and it was correct he was correct no he had some notes he had he said no he needs to be a little more this way so then that's we did that and then the next year these ding-dongs win the cup again (laughs) how dare they and uh (laughs) then i get End up at after the pep rally. We had a Jefferson. We were at the no, it's uh, Beach Club or whatever. What's the, no, it's on right on Woodward or off of Woodward down by uh, down by where the arena is now. But uh, I could I want to say the Town Pump. Okay, whatever. And yeah. Darren's there. And he says, "Hey, we could do a show this summer." 
So I'm like, okay, so I called, we booked a show, one show at St. Andrews, and that was at like July 11th or something like that. So that night, I mean, there's, I don't know, eight, 900 people there. It was packed, you know, because any, you know, it, it, those cup crazy summers, yeah. I mean, anywhere these guys are, it's like, yeah. Pretty much he's just telling you that, yeah, there's no way you could have remembered all this. <laughs> people were just <laughs> so hungry for Red Wing stuff. So anywhere there was a gathering, anywhere. Our, our, our friend Mike Moyanis was there, and I, I've known, I knew Mike. Yeah. yeah, he did the Suicide Machine, managed the Suicide yeah. Machines, like Alvin's. He booked Alvin's, right? Yeah, booked Alvin's. Own, own Smalls. And, and, and yeah. Own Smalls now. Yeah. So he he kind of said, Billy, you need some help, you know, because I was like trying to do the business end of it, and, then, and I'm not that guy. Yeah. So Mike stepped in. So all night people were saying, hey, I've got a club here. I've got a club here. And they were handing him phone numbers. We turned that one show into, I think, 23 shows in a month and a half. That's awesome. And it was wow. just, it was Bonk. It was bonk. We, we played. We opened. We, we played. Uh, Arts oh yeah, Be- dude. Art- we opened up for uh, live and Arts Beats and Eats. We played uh, and f- opened up for Saliva and uh, uh, the Harley Fest. Or that something was a couple like years that. after. How, how many people did you play in front of at Arts Beats and Eats? That was, was, that that was like sixteen thousand, I think. Oh no! So that, that, that by that far was, the largest crowd. That was. For, oh yeah, dude, It was like yeah. you can't see forever. Yeah. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was just heads. You know. Right. It was awesome. I wish we could redo it. I got. I. As you can see in the background, I don't know if you can see the two grinder CDs, which is which is a way too, Billy. Because so if you can't see at home, there's a yellow CD, which was like the first one we did. But then the the out of our heads CD. So just quickly, we'll fast forward. So right now, so let me get into we won in O two. We did the 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 summer of the summer craziness, craziness, (laughs) and then. we start. We had we had written one song for that summer, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, decided to do a, a, a like an EP. Basically, it's a five or six song release, which is the yellow one, and yeah. uh, we recorded it out at Kid Rock's place out in. Uh, and Darren was it was in in season, so he he would kind of, you know, out at the Orient when, when like house. Yeah, yeah. they the one in uh, Clarkston. Oh, the Clarkston yeah, house, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, we were uh, so we had Al. Sutton. I'm just had, I'm just amazed at the difference between this one and this one. Well, yeah, because I mean it was totally. This different. is more totally like, different. I'm proud of this one. Yeah, to- exactly. totally different band. It was a totally different band, and there's reasons why. Yeah, that's true. So that makes but, sense, uh, and that's unfortunate because so we did this one. Da 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 da. da ended up doing. I think our last show was in. So Jim ended up dying. We all know. Let me. I gotta. I, right. I gotta tell you my my favorite story about that yellow record. Yeah. Or, that's all on the record CD. Um, Darren's cutting vocals, and he's behind the glass. And uh, Al Sutton, our engineer, he says, "Is he eating something?" And I so chewing. Yeah, he's like he's, <laughs> while you're singing. <laughs> so Al, 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 Al hits. I see Al, Dave Grohl chewing gum Al, all the time. So Al hits stop, and he says, "Hey, bro, are you eating something?" And slowly, from here's the glasses here, slowly. <laughs> a, a box of fiddle faddle comes up. I kind of, I kind of oh just, I, I, I did the. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Okay, the 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 merch tent. Nobody told the you. Merch tent, the, the catering was really good. That <laughs> you know, the catering was really so good. Then we, so then every summer, the, and then in two thousand three, they got they got knocked out. So we started going out. And booking play, we played every armpit you could find in Michigan, and yeah. and uh, that was in uh, 
after the 03 season. So yeah, we got a lot of armpits. I love it though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the old intersection <laughs> in Grand Rapids. Yeah. yeah. So we sliding down the hill in Houghton Lake in the middle of the winter. 2004. Uh, there turns out to not be a hockey season. Right. That was the lockout. We we didn't do we didn't do much in the summer because he had he was kind of saying watch, so we ended up doing ninety shows. Uh, that's a real I tour. Had no idea. And then I was tour, off to yeah. Calgary, and you wonder why, right? <laughs> and that could have been my own doing, but it's unfortunate because we wrote this album and in May. Yeah, well, we were we were the whole time we were you know writing stuff, and we had we had this practice place that was. Back here, the, <laughs> the clubhouse, awesome. the clubhouse property. I really like that one. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, we I had, we had like full uh, demoing capabilities and stuff, and, and really, really worked hard. And even when we we're on the road at different shows, we do sound checks. We had a longer sound check, and it was there. We'd be working on stuff. And Jim was really, uh, really plugging away, which was really cool. I mean, he was, it was, uh, I you know, I, I played with Jim and Eric for fourteen years in 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 two two other bands and Grinder, and the, the thing. That's uh, always I always laugh about or smile about is, and in, in not so much in the grinder thing, but in the other bands there was a lot of, there was at least once or twice a night where we had some. It started here, and end, and ended here, and whatever happened in the middle was between the three of us as far as improvisation, wow, and stuff like that. And I mean, you're talking three guys that just on, on a visual it, clue. It was amazing too and they talk about in, in music uh, the uh, the bass player and the drums getting in the pocket or um, the so the rhythm section. This is the stuff that I learned through Jim who sat me down and pretty much gave me the ABCs of of music and got me listening to the Damned and the Iggy and the Stooges and Oh great and, stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sorry. Oh. How, uh, all so, the different all how, the different things like that so what kind of feeling is that when when that just all comes together like that? Oh, uh, I don't know. I can't explain it. Is, um, okay, no it's kidding. cool. I mean, it's especially when you when you're playing with great players, you know. Yeah. Uh, because they know they you you. Do you just it, feel it off of each yeah, other? Exactly, and you're doing something. You, some one guy goes this way, and you're gonna either go that way to meet him, or you know what? It's 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 it, 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 only the three of us know that. You know, from an from an outside perspective here, because I've seen them rehearse and I've seen them play so many times, they couldn't have been any tighter. Every night, the band was tight all the time. Every night, wow! It, it, no mistakes. It just it just plowed through, and they they were so good that if there was a mistake, you sure as hell didn't hear it. But I mean, I've seen them from the back of the house, from the front of the house, side of the stage, behind the stage, and you you hear all sides of it, and it was just extremely tight. That's really what it was, and powerful, very powerful. <laughs> That's that what. <laughs> Turn it up to eleven. Yeah, you can't oh, still hear. My God. It's yeah, awful. I remember thinking, seeing him for the first time playing with you guys. I remember thinking, thank God he had those guys. Like, thank God that he That's had cool. that fucking appreciate absolutely oh, for sure. And I was the first one to 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 admit to say I'm I like I said I'm not the musician, but these guys listen to them. They are. I you know for me it's just as you work on it, and it's unfortunate because Jim ended up passing away in May after we. We finished this album, so it's 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 it was it's something that that is one of my question marks. What what if what would have happened? Because sure. what's well, um, happening right now? I, I, I and I you can listen to both of them, and and it's it's sort of like yeah, it is it is happening right now, Tim. And I think that that's what I want people for 
like I always say, is like, yeah, yeah, you can Google me or just see how, but I'm no different than anybody else. But so what am I going to do this time is how to use it positively with the hard work because when i started to work hard at the band it started to get you know to to learn and to open up and it's it's a lot of the communication so now as i go about this podcast excuse me as i go about the entertainment and the connection i'm just i me personally i'm just you know out there saying thank you but looking for that connection and seeing hey what's going on we we been been through it but what we've gone through isn't define who we are but it shows you you know what character is you know, you know it, it's blown me away is the more i hang out with with you darren in and the, and the guests that we have is like how much of a golden age the mid 90s was like oh. in so many ways well like that, it it's you know but then you're talking about look at what we're competing against because it's almost like we're embarrassed to say that what we got to comp- play against these guys you know, because it's like it's, it's embarrassing at times the generation, yeah. and and it, it is without getting anything. So what do we? What do I always say? What what can you do about it? Nothing. You start you start in house in yourself, and you may, and you just connect and yeah. you reach out and you do things like we're doing the podcast, this grind time with Darren McCarty podcast. My guest Billy Reedy. Uh, how do you want me to name Billy Reedy of Grinder uh, fame? <laughs> Billy Reedy's fine. <laughs> of Grinder fame, is that yeah, what you said? Of Grinder fame. Yeah. Guitarist slash hockey player. He's my. I tell you, you know what? I'm so blessed that this to have this man in my life for not only so many reasons, but because of a lot of the parallels that that we've gone through um, and, and battles. But always like on the other side to always look to say that. If, if you can find who your lead guitarist is, if you're the lead singer, or maybe you are the guitarist and you got to find your lead singer, yeah. but it doesn't change because no matter what, there's always that connection. And I think that that's the analogy right now that I use, Yeah. even though you don't have to be a singer and a guitar player, but there is that person that you connect with. And, and it's, it's to be able to sit here. 49? Just turned 49, right? All right. <laughs> I like it. So what was that like for you guys? Turning 49 sucked. No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> hey, man. Enjoy it. <laughs> no, Next yeah, one don't get any better, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah, it does. It's well, only getting better from here. Look at me, Benjamin right Button. On, right on. What were you guys thinking as you started entering this fucking tornado called Darren McCarty? Like, this shit came at you. Okay, we're doing a fucking benefit. Now we're playing 90 shows. You got to like, be honest talk, and talk say about, you, knew what this, you knew the tornado before the tornado. Oh, yeah, and I'm talking about it's, you're it, dipping it, into the NHL here. You're dipping into the fucking uh, legacy Red Wings era. Like, what what was that like? As well, a, you know, what was kind of, th- and I'll be honest with you, I think, the, I think the band got more of a bad rap than it deserved because, you know, I, I was at places where I'd be, you know, standing next to a, a or standing near a former coach that was a coaching him and you know there would be snickers and 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 right you know and I, and I get it it's the same thing as with the weed but you know they would automatically because it's a band so automatically it's bad influence i said what did i join a biker gang so i said i am three uh, moans and groans from the step from the coat like you th- you talked about and it I, revol- I no, yeah. and that's what led for me when when i'm making too much money as a lock on a salary cap which you look and it makes sense but i didn't help my cause at all right because it was it was you put me to a a decision is sort of me sort of standing standing my ground because honestly at the time I was more into the band than I was into the hockey. At yeah. the in that time hockey started to suck and and the band was cool and I was willing to take it as far as I could and 
unfortunately, you know, divorce, bankruptcy, trade right, right. or move away. So hearing that stuff, what, what, uh, how'd that feel? Like you're hearing this ambient kind of moaning, groaning. Well, I mean, you know. what are you going to, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I, I, you know, I was always, I, I always remember saying things to him. Hey, you know, maybe, you know, and I, I behind the scenes, you right. know, and then, you know, you know, you're not, you know, maybe 80 shows instead of you, 90. Well, you know, I mean, well, you know him. You're not going to. Oh, no. No, but the awareness <laughs> was. And I, and you know what? It was because I think you could. I'm pretty, like I tell, like Billy's known me a long time. I mean, there's not. You can't come to me and tell me anything. Whether I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to listen or hear you. I think I, I listen more now. Okay. I heard you then than I, than I wouldn't. And I would take more into consideration. You know, obviously. You know, you're younger. You're 20 years younger too. And and for me, you know, when when they tell you you got the world by the balls, and you fucking act like you got the world <laughs> by the balls, and nobody else is fucking oh, taking away your you're balls, challenging it, right? You kind of got the word and by you know the balls. What? I'm not the most responsible person with with you know in the past with that power. And you know, and yeah, maybe it, it's not try to take full um, full of myself, but my priorities might have got out of whack and the band wasn't the problem with the priorities because yeah. the band was a solid for me because we had the back cave because no matter what i could go there and i could call billy in a two two in the morning he'd come and he could talk to me about shit that was going on so i didn't end up doing something stupid or whatever because that's what you need and and you know i think for the basis for me what it's really shown me and it's what's really helped in my marriage and my relationship with my wife cheryl now which uh, you know everybody knows that that that's sort of like my purpose is that we live different lives too i have my space and she has her space where i don't have the the, I have the man cave, right, Perry, or whatever, night, and right. and it's that communication, so I can still have that space to feel that I can be myself, and that's the most important thing. And you're right, Billy. The band did get a bad rap, but I didn't, I didn't help the cause, because I was I Eric Church and rebelled it out. Yeah. So How was he as so, a front man? <laughs> when the mock, I guess I'll call it mock three, happened right. when, when during the lockout. There was a lot, a ton of hard work that I put into that thing, you know, on, on all aspects. But Jim really, really I think they, said no more eight, no more shorts. No, 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 exactly. No, said okay. the image, right? Yeah. Because you're gonna, we're gonna, if we're gonna take it seriously, then what image do we want? It's just sort of that rock punk, what you see with the jeans and the and the yeah. and the, the like. That's sort of what you want to play off. Where it was Mohawk. like doing shows, jumping around in boxing boots and stuff like Jesus. that, the which I used to piss Jim up, but I didn't understand and then when i understood like you said the theory right the theory of what it meant to be in a band because it's the same thing as here you're only as good it doesn't matter if i'm the front man but we got to all be on the same page and i think that that's where people that's that's where you know not saying it would ever have been big but the fact that it would just it's always nice it was making it for for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you, know? you saw Jim step in and take this role of sort of saying, hey, we need to tweak this, this, and this, mm -hmm. lose the shorts. And it was, you know, it was, it was, Jim and I, Jim and I worked together, like I said, for 14 years. And, okay. you know, we didn't always see an eye on things. Yeah. But that made that thing special because, cool. you know, he knew he could push my buttons, I could push his buttons. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like a sports team in a way, you know. And I mean, it's like brothers and it really yeah. is for like you know. like a brotherhood and a family and That's you guys a, have spent a marriage, a lot of, man. <laughs> it, it, well, you don't understand too because you played in a band. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, they were talking of, about when it comes together. 
Yeah, exactly. So it, 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 there was, I remember people that were like, wow, okay, I, I didn't expect that, which uh, was great. I was like, cool, perfect. We did our, jo- did our job. No, I'm proud yeah. of that. I'm proud that this is one of the, my proudest things just to be able to do it and to do it with you guys. And, um, so Vince, uh, Vince Matthias, who is, uh, sort of the, uh, one of, at least back in the grinders days, because, so you were telling me earlier, he was, he was Billy's boss and Billy obviously. So tell how your relationship started. Cause this is great because we all to, to join it. Like I said, to Vince had his heart done two months later, he's back playing hockey. Cause he's a savage fiend. He also is like a black belt in eight Taekwondo. disciplines or what is it? Taekwondo or ta- yeah, Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Yeah. Um, always a badass. I remember back in the day. So when, when Vince would be around, um, <laughs> one minute, you know, you'd always wouldn't have to watch your back. But how did your relationship start? Because you brought him, Vince came into my life through you because he was your boss and he was like the coolest boss you could ever have. Well, you know, I'll actually jump in this first. Uh, where, where, where the heck were we? I mean, it, it, you know what? It, it was Fallapalooza. It, you know, they, they had the big show and he was helping sound and I had done a bunch of sponsorship with WRIF and all that, all that stuff. And uh, Robbie over there at Falls, you know, he says, hey, I want you to, to meet Billy. And we were both just standing outside with our feet on the walls, our boots on the walls, having a cigarette and just kind of going, hey, you know, tell me about you. And we were just talking. It was kind of quiet. But over, over the time, we started playing hockey and, and he was showing up at Falls and, and he would show up with another friend of his. And then we just started doing drop in hockey. And I'm we're getting dressed, and he's, he's lacing up his skates. And I look down, and he's got all these burn marks on his arms. And I turn, and I go, what, what the hell is that? And he's like, oh, I'm working under the table uh, making pizzas. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify. Isn't that when that was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I said, hey, you know, why don't you come down to Guitar Center? I remember, I remember the night after that game. Uh, we, were, we were back at Falls, and we were, we were sitting on a pool table. And I said, hey, why don't you come on down? And then it was like... Two days later, he walks into my office, and, and Grinder was in full swing in 2002, and we're looking at the August calendar, and I go, so what's your availability? He goes, I can work three days this month, and I said, you're hired. Ah, <laughs> nice, nice. That's where the negotiating came in. That, that's awesome. So so you still there? I Absolutely, 16. He, he just got 20 in. I just uh, 16 and a half, so... Now, it, right so, congratulations, to, yeah, guys. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, what do, you, what do you enjoy the most? What do you guys enjoy most about working at a guitar store? For me, first off, I got off the road in Florida, and I came back to Detroit and Westland when the Canton store opened. I had no idea in a year and a half I'd be running a store. I mean, they threw me to St. Louis and Chicago, and I came back and I ran a store in 2000, and that was just fun. I mean, you're just surrounded by musicians, and, and then you're trying to be a boss at the same time. You're trying to be this really cool guy, but then you got to kind of grow up. Uh, but that was really what it was, and, and in the stores – you know, you want every musician to make it because especially the good ones, and there's a lot of good ones that never would see the light of day. Mm-hmm. And in all the stores that I've had in my territories, whether it was Cincinnati, upstate New York, St. Louis, Chicago, I'm really kind of sad when I think of all the awesome musicians that never got to that level. Amen. Yeah. I feel the and same that, and that's, way. That's, yeah. that's the toughest part, but it's great to see. These people really do work hard. I know sometimes we can get a bad rap. We don't try to do anything purposely. These people are just as passionate about music as, as the customers are. Yeah, Dude, over the years, I'd hear something come on the radio, and people start going ape shit over it, and it becomes a hit. I was like, that's a Tuesday at the Studio Lounge in 1988, dude. I played there. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> the shit that comes out, I'm like, we, there was bands in Detroit doing this fucking 20 years ago, and better, you know? 
Same as banana. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna get if, that, that sign, that, that was right from the that right from one of the head bosses there at Guitar Center, Vince Mateus. So yeah. uh, you know what? I know better to come by because you have been around, and and that's the whole thing is the what's the biggest difference? So if we're talking when you first <clears throat> hired Billy in the business to now, because to me, I'm thinking this the technical aspect or the computers or or is guitar still guitar? You know what? Uh, technology is changing. Not as many people are learning new instruments because they want the instant gratification of the phone or the tablet, and they don't want to take the time to learn the instruments. And a lot of things are all going to the computer software, so it's now controllers instead of keyboards, those types of things. So if you're a kid out there, right, and, and you're paired, because I always say I always got a date when some a kid comes up and and now my son Griff is tw 22, so he was born in 96. So if I see anybody that's younger than 22 or looks like 22, it's like I'm IDing kids all the time or something like this in my head because I got to tell them, like, your parents or grandparents are cool because you, if you know who I am, you weren't even born when the you know, stuff was going down. I get it later in my career, but at the beginning. So for those parents out there, what's the best way still if they want to get their child into into playing an instrument or how, uh, uh, what would you what would you first, say first thing i'd say is parents do not teach your own children because that becomes a battle and that well, that's becomes, the same that's uh, a lot the same in sports until you're older or unless you have a relationship now i coach my son in hockey but I, honestly i sort of didn't really coach him the other coach took care of what that assignment and then we talk about it you know, as a father-son sort of coaching, because that's a tough thing. I would assume in the, in music, it's the same thing too, because you're because the way you hear it, right? Yeah, I mean, parents are gonna usually are gonna put their children into an instrument usually by fifth grade or something, because whenever music is introduced in the school. Is there a pro? Is there a? Do you guys find like people ask me, oh, my kids, should they start? I, I mean, it's like if they always. Is there a, is there an age when they pick up the man it, it, with I, with the technology now? There's so much stuff out there for people to learn. I mean, it's it. it you know, I was so telling they could you. Get, so if they're interested at five years old, there's something to be able yeah. to. You can try it, but man, please be patient because if they yeah. hate it, then they're gonna not even be interested when they're a little so bit older and smarter. So, so that's a great question to ask you. Don't tour. To, there's no such thing as starting late in guitar. Like like if you're seven, maybe you're not sure. Wait till eight to be like that. You're not gonna. You're not going to lose because I tell parents in hockey that, trust me, in today's age, no one's hiding. If your kid's good enough, he's going to get a shot when he's there, so let him be a kid. I, did, I didn't know what the sound was, and I thought it was cool. It turned out to be a saxophone. I didn't know what the sound was, and it turned out to be a guitar, and you just kept listening to Is it. Is that Guitar like Center it. a place where you can go in and see, like, to check out different instruments oh, maybe absolutely. you don't know about, mm -hmm. oh, ask absolutely. about? You can come in and play anything, anytime. You know, that's all that it is. And, and Darren, you were in there a lot. I do. I do. I, 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 like, I like banging on the drums, though. <laughs> I like banging on the drums. I can't keep a beat, but I, you know, look good. <laughs> I look good. You used to show up, and then we'd go walk out, walk over for lunch. That's and, it, over yeah. at the Coney Island. Just keep yeah. your hands to yourself and keep them away from Darren's plate. You'll be just fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's nothing's changed that way. Um, so, Vince... Uh, also, too, it's, uh, you know, I don't have very many friends that have open heart surgery. You want to go through that? Because I remember talking to you. I, was, uh, <clears throat> I called you before you'd gone in because Billy told me uh, about that stuff. So, you know, you're, you're a man. You're a strong face, spiritual guy, obviously. Um, so can you what was it like for you? 
you know, from if you remember how you're feeling to, to go through that process. So if anybody out there is listening that might have to go through such a procedure, any any advice, any thing like was there something that came up that you didn't expect? Was there? So would you have just a valve? Did you have no, a bypass? No valve. Uh, no valve? Oh, we just no. found out that my uh, I had an aortic aneurysm, so okay. it was very large. And then everything's supposed to be. I'll, I'll try to make this as short as possible, not to draw this one out. Everything should be the size of roughly 2.2 centimeters, and so yeah. the top of the aorta was larger than five. Okay. And and once you're at five, you're always at risk of tearing or ripping. You could move a 10-pound box and and drop. And just, you know, those types of scenarios. So when we found this out in April, uh, I had to go see uh, surgeons. Just this April? Yeah. April of 2018, you find this out. You've yeah. lived a healthy life. Yeah. You've played hockey. Martial arts. Martial arts. And then all of a sudden, what, what you start breathing heavy, can't lift no, stuff. No, as, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what, when I was testing for my second and third degree black belt, I was running on treadmills. And when I run on treadmills, I was getting chest pains and I would start to burp and chest pains went away. So I actually kept going to see doctors and cardiologists. And they put me through all these tests. And I remember the last cardiologist said, there's nothing wrong with your heart. So then I had something else come up. So I went to Brighton and they put me in the emergency room. They ran MRIs and everything. And the last test they ran the next morning was an echo test. And that 3D image showed that I didn't even realize I was born with two leaflets in my heart instead of three, which caused the aneurysm. So long as the, the openings of the, the leaflets are the openings. Of yes. the, okay. So long and the short, I had to figure it out this summer. And so we went and saw the surgeon. They're like, yeah, we're going to have to crack you open. Uh, and so then, you know, a little fear because I got daughters that are uh, 10 and 8, you know, my wife, Molly, and all that stuff. And so it was, it was tough. I mean, for me, and nobody saw it unless I was in my car or after everybody went to sleep. Then I really started freaking out. And I'll be honest, uh, I would pray when I went to bed because that's when I was really kind of weirded out. And every five minutes I'm trying to work and run these stores, it just was in the back of my head that I have to get cut open, get cut open. And so I just, and I was listening to an interview with Steven Tyler. So let's bring it back to rock and roll. And he was talking about getting through his addiction. And even though I wasn't having an addiction, I was having a surgery. He said the one phrase that I just used the entire time. And that is the only way out is through. Through. So I couldn't avoid the surgery. I had to have it, right? and I wasn't looking forward to it. And yeah, I, I had a, uh, a little bonfire party at my house in Brighton uh, three days before, and Billy came over, and Darren, that's when I talked to you on the phone, which I really appreciate that call, by the way. It was great. So afterwards, it was hell for two weeks, but uh, they said, hey, uh, try to walk a mile like six weeks after the surgery. But 15 days after the surgery, I uh, went to Planet Fitness, and every other day I walked a mile. Wow. Wow. And then uh, I had some downtime, and since I wasn't working, the Kensington Valley Ice House there in Brighton, they had sticks and pucks, so I went up there, and there was a couple times there was nobody on the ice, and I got to stretch my legs, and legs down, I was great. Chest up, m- no muscle mass. I couldn't do a push-up to save my life. I tried. I was like a newborn deer trying to but stand up. But that was up. a function of the surgery, right? That oh, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they really literally do cut you open. Yeah. What was that saying again? The only... The only way out is through. Yeah. Love that. That's a great yeah. <laughs> love. And, that. and my goal was to get back to playing hockey and to get back to martial arts within two months. And I knew I couldn't do a lot. Jesus. And I got another. I got That's another. That's ambitious as fuck, just, man. My man. <laughs> I just found out I, I, I'm testing my last, probably my last test is uh, going to be in February for fourth degree rank of master. And that's a big achievement because it takes a long time to get there. Okay. So we're actually preparing for it this weekend with yeah. my instructor coming down. You familiar with uh, Dan, Master Dan Vigil? He used to have an academy no. in Northville. Okay. That's my Taekwondo connection, but 
Very good. How are, right. you? Where are you? Where are you at strength-wise now, upper body? Are you... uh, probably about 70% right now. Because I can fucking bury you, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bury you. <laughs> I just keep quiet over there, or else I give him the look. Yeah. So, what do you? Any advice to to what would you? What would your advice to somebody that's right in that spot, going in? If you're standing there, they're getting ready to go into the OR. What would you say? Is there any advice to say for the recovery that you know, like it's only going to well, take you know, time, or you know, like just. The only way out is through. Sorry, yeah, I bro. mean, actually, that happened while I was in recovery. I lost a college friend who died of a heart attack oh while I was in my recovery. And then another guitar player in another band uh, that plays locally in Detroit, he didn't even realize he had a heart attack for a week. He thought he just was having chest pains. And so who he, was that? Uh, Todd Best from The Killer Flamingos. Fuck, is he okay? Oh, yeah, wow. and he was two months behind me. So to answer your question... I reached out to him knowing that I was already two months ahead and just kind of saying, here's how you're going to feel. Here's what you need to do. This is a normal feeling. I mean, when your chest is put back together and you get up and you just turn your head just to the left to grab your coffee, your chest clicks. It's a very wow. wicked See, feeling. And that's the thing here at Grind Time with Darren McCarty that we will investigate. Vince Mateus, who's gone through his open heart surgery and, uh, you know, back on the ice in a couple months. But, uh, I mean that's amazing. That's amazing to have to go through it, but uh, amazing, dude. Again, like you said, Steven Tyler, who who'd have known the sensei? Um, it's not walk this way. It's the only way out is through. That's it. So maybe that's where walk <laughs> that's this way good, came huh? from. Mm, that's good. Walk. I the, yeah, I mean you got to go through. Speaking it. about speaking about ways, Billy. Because um, what? Like I was thinking about grinder memories, right? So the 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 there's a few memories that I have. And I guess I'll get to the to the new way out because that's the one I re- I totally remember because the way the music used to be is is Jim would usually start it off and you'd add the licks and stuff and then him and I would work on the music and then you'd look at the music and the you'd bring l- it to Brett rehearsal then yeah. I throw a part on there right 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 Eric but, but I remember and I I just for whatever reason one of the things I remember is is you were up one night working on there's a song new way out that you wrote. Because you were working on that lick all night. And it's like you said, where it was one of those moments where you got it because you said to me, boom, I, I got this, I got the lick to the song. Do you remember that? Oh, I, had the, I had the whole song written. Yeah, so it, was, it was done. It was done and we did it. It's, it's done in like a, uh, uh, what is it? Like a, Didn't ant- we actually go, we went back into the studio to cut yeah, it. Yeah, we did because, because we, we cut it differently. And it, and it, yeah. But um, so like a process of how, like you said, you had it all written. How did that... So like some of them come, some of them don't. Because you can tell us tell a story about because that lick led you to because you were in the same way, weren't you? Trying to you had the lick, you had the like did it did it. I had the I had the hook the hook and then I and I had a lyric, and I had a chorus, and then I just had to, I just sat there. I was up way late and didn't I don't think I slept because we had we were playing, we were playing opening day, at. America Park that day so I didn't even I just finished the song I played it to you at the rehearsal spot and then then I played it for Jim he's like oh we gotta we gotta record that yeah so, that was uh yeah that was cool yeah to tell people check out on the out of our heads uh, grinder album uh, new way out because that was that was a fun part also too uh one of my favorite things is uh is that our security slash driver whatever Tim Drummond was uh uh Navy SEAL we used to play what can kill 
what could Tim kill you with? And I always thought this is my gym story because Tim was an ex Navy SEAL and he's got like 15 confirmed kills and, and used to sit around with Jim and he used to try to like stop. He just, Jim, Jim would sit there with his arms crossed and be staring out the window, be staring at Tim and then he'd just throw shit out. What could, like, what could Tim kill you? And he'd get, and you know, he'd say carrot and he'd say like, like uh fluffy whatever and tim would always stapler or something. stapler yeah. like this and so the one i remember is bag of chips and tim <laughs> turns to him and says empty or full <laughs> yeah which and serious as a lark which perry probably still then he's probably listening and he probably still will would or will uh, any fame uh, i remember that i remember sliding down the hill in houghton lake um uh oh were you on the bus or that was Reed, Tim, and uh, the, when the bus blew up? I was not on the bus. No. Did you lose? We, we didn't lose a thing, but the, the bus just. Yeah, we just lost the bus. Yeah, got coming down 59. and <laughs> oh, Wasn't Reed the bus. one that was running, with, running scared down, screaming down the highway, and Tim and <laughs> there was a bunch were throwing of, the shit out, and people were, people were helping. People get, were stopping, helping. That uh, shit happens for our, real. All of our gear was in the trailer. Could you imagine? Oh, Could, I, I mean, I have, I, there's a guitar, that my, my main guitar, that telly. I know. It dude. was in there. My, my Marshalls, my Dan Armstrong. The, you know, but they got everything out, and uh, we, we had a... Uh, I guess that was a sign, Tim. There was a... <laughs> when I the mean, things started... I mean, it, the, when Jim, you know, Jim passed away. It, it, the, it, the, the, I don't want to... The wheels started coming off the plane, man. You know, and it was just kind of like, oh, God. It was going to be, and, and, and it was, and it crash-landed, and we all survived. That's what <laughs> it was like. It was like Manifest, almost. <laughs> or... or uh, or live, and, and, the, and the icing on the <coughs> the icing on the cake, the Calgary trip. Oh yeah! Oh, oh. so Dude. here, ready, uh, ready, guys? Yeah. Oh, little so, tour in so Calgary. Was that was our last show, right? You were, yeah. You were already in Calgary. I was, and you guys had to fly in and the immigration, and so, so we, you we get me. on the, we get on the plane in the morning, fly from Detroit to Chicago, Chicago to Calgary. Now think about a map here. Yeah. <laughs> Get to Calgary, we don't have work visas. So myself, Eric, our drummer, and, and Reed, the manager at the time, uh, we get deported. <laughs> and they and, and Darren's uh, Darren was actually golfing with I think the mayor. No, something, the head of the something Calgary crazy, Flames. Something like that. I don't know. Somebody there was connections somewhere to So they said we're gonna put you on a plane back to Detroit. And he said through Dallas. And I said, Texas? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. It was the last connecting flight back to Detroit. So now we get on a plane, fly from Calgary to Dallas, get off the plane in Dallas. At what time is it? Oh, man, it's like 10 o'clock at night now. And we haven't eaten because they don't serve food on planes anymore, you know. So we call back. This they is, said, your paper. 12 and a half years ago, Perry. Your paper. Nice. Your paperwork is. Ooh, said you're number one. I know. He says your paperwork's ready. Spend the night in Dallas. Fly back to Calgary tomorrow because the show was the next night. So then we go and have dinner. We we go to bed. We got to get up at like four in the morning. Jesus. Get to the airport in, in Dallas. Ju- go from <laughs> Dallas to Denver. Denver to Calgary. <laughs> so now I've been in what six cities. I haven't played a note. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it was, oh, it was. It, I was. I got so sick because of that that air in the. You know, just not. Yeah. But too much. It, it, it was. I got back to uh, back to Detroit and I kissed the ground. I got, yeah. I got I like, and I I didn't go back to Canada for. So you want to go so, to Canada? Eh? Check, check this out. I don't go back to Canada until my my wife's cousin had a, a birthday party. 
first time I'm back in Canada, and this is probably uh, 2012, 13. That's seven years, it's eight years. They say, has anybody ever been not allowed uh, entry into Canada? <laughs> oh, I got to put my shit. hand up, pull over. <laughs> so I go in there, I tell the guy the story, he goes, that's it? I said, well, you asked. I don't know what you're looking at. You know, you, right. you know so, and, and we went back another time, and, and the lady says, you're not performing tonight, are you? So I'm flagged. In the system. Oh, okay. Well, you should oh, be. The world should, yeah, well, that's probably world helpful. You should right? know your artistry, Mr. <laughs> Young William Reedy. Young William Reedy. Exactly. Yeah, Calgary was it was almost perfect because of... Uh, Vanilla Ice. We got to hang out with Vanilla Ice. Yeah, we did got to hang out with Vanilla Ice. Uh, what? How did that happen? He was playing the next night at the club that we played at. And he just came to see People you guys? find me. He was just hanging out? Yeah, hanging yeah they knew Billy was there. Oh, Jesus. They knew Billy was <laughs> there. Billy wasn't to see me. No, he heard Billy's story. said, if this guy can take that trip to get her to play, <laughs> I've definitely got to come see this oh, guy. Oh, the word he's was be, out, yeah. He's got to be real good to make that trip. <laughs> Nuts. He is real good. So, so Vince, um, I know you have uh, an affinity for uh, Mr. Van, Mr. Edward Van Halen. Um, and so you've played guitar, what's your, uh, all your life or did you pick it up later age or just because you, did you work at, did you play guitar before you worked at the guitar center or for the guitar center? Oh yeah. February 1st, 1985 was actually my first day picking up a guitar. So, I love you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and why, why do you know why? I mean, obviously because it meant so much to you, but what, how, what made you pick it up? So how old were you? You were, you were like, what, 11? Uh, 14. 14? Yeah, a l- little bit later than Billy. But I had, you know, I had played the trumpet for so long, and that's where I learned all the theory. Mm-hmm. But uh, you So know- that's what it is. So kids out there, that's I've heard from two musicians today. Um, I haven't heard it on Tim, but uh, to learn the theory of music, whatever that means, just learn to it. Know, just to know what you can do and what you can get away with. Well, let me break, t- break the rules. Yeah, can we know. break that down well, a little let, bit? Well, let me tell you the difference. For Perry, theory. Perry's over there. Perry's over there. His glasses are fogged up. <laughs> theory, I'm, theory, I'm and rock and roll. Intently. Yeah, uh, play the trumpet, and then my brother was a drummer, and he goes, "Dude, you don't see guys playing the trumpet getting chicks." And I'm like, "I need a guitar." So no, but I, you know, I heard Van Halen. I heard Van no, Halen, yeah. yeah, Zeppelin, all that stuff, and I didn't even know my first guitar was a classical. And so I was, I took lessons for like three weeks, broke my arm playing baseball, actually jumping out of the coach's pickup truck because it was raining and I landed on my wrist. And then after that, uh, I just, like Billy, I mean, we're in the era of albums. And so when you wanted to learn something, you just had to keep moving that needle back. And I'll tell you, I'll even fast forward to 87. I was driving home, I was working at McDonald's. I used to work at McDonald's. And I, I, heard, I heard a song that I thought was like a Van Halen solo album, and it turned out to be Joe Satriani, and oh. it was Satch Boogie. Oh. And so I had my the so worst. That's your that was your that was the connection to your like. Well, Van fuck. Halen was a connection first because I okay. heard Eruption and all those things, and my brother had all my brother's four years older, so he had all the the albums, and I was just always hearing it. And my parents were into the Eagles and everything, so I mean I was around it all the time from what I heard. And but I even though I was really huge into Van Halen, I thought that this Satriani thing was Van Halen, and I had the worst uniform on. I ran into Harmony House. I picked up Surfing with the Alien. Went home and in one week, I learned all five songs on side one. And I mean, you want to talk about rip roar and your fingers are hurting. I learned where to tap. I learned where to do harmonics, dive bombs, and Jesus. I just had to sit there and go, "Where is it? Where is it? You're somewhere here between this fret and the twenty second fret. You exist. I gotta freaking find you." And that's what I did. And the feeling was awesome when you found those notes and you could crank them out. That that's the best feeling. Wow. Do you have an album like that, Billy? 
growing up? Um, you said Sabbath when you you started yeah. when you learned to do that. But was there one that connected with you that? I don't. I don't think there was an actual one. I, I liked a lot of different because you're because you're you've played many different like you 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 know obviously the Stones the the Keith Richards the rhythm the but the the the, the fuck you like the wail the scream the screech the eighties you know like you got like there's a lot of I, there's I was, a lot of like, like the like, like the, eating the same food every day you don't no you eat yeah. a little bit of this a little bit of that you know and I would look at some things and learn what not to do. Yeah, you know, and but yeah, I don't think there was there's a, there's players that I there's, really like. So there's like, not a there's, there's Gary Moore. Theory is the most important thing, and like you said, find your range and then fucking find where you fit in it. When you know what key you're playing in, if you want to do a lead or a solo, you know what notes to play, and you just play all the notes and don't play the ones that sound like shit. That just means you're playing in the wrong key a little you, bit. And if you play one that sounds like shit, it's jazz. Yeah, but uh, hey, but, look at know, that. That is so cool to learn. That's it. But yes. you know, besides the '80s, though, I'll I mean, you, you could take that means I that means I could play anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you could take "Fire" by Hendrix. You could hear uh, "I'm So Glad" by Cream. I mean, there's just so many different reasons. I mean, it's not always the guitar hook. It's a lot of times the chorus, what the band's doing, how the chorus is singing, what is the feeling of the song, and then if there happens to be a cool guitar riff, that's cool too. But I like a lot of tunes that have zero guitar riffs in them. All right, well, enough talking about it. You guys tuned up with those acoustics, anyways? They are. They're good. They're good. You gonna get in on this, bro? I might struggle. Come on, man. You got it. The, it that's, we got are them you down. freaking kidding? If you do not get in there, I'm not. I was gonna say I'm gonna make Perry play it, but I would not do that no, to you guys. So these boys are gonna play live for us, then, right? Yeah. I wanna, so so let's do a little makeshift, uh, like what you guys are talking about, as far as like maybe something that. There's uh, somebody at home or whatever, but just to hear the vibe of what's the easy thing to pick up as, as you're starting. I mean, I mean, obviously you're gonna do like a blues thing would be. Now what's it, now? Are you strumming every chord in that? Well, no. I mean, you're you're muting some stuff and, and, and you know, uh, not not playing every every string. I just want to hear you guys riff for a minute, so go ahead. Gunplay without Tackleberry. <laughs> nice. So, so um, Vince, how much uh, how much do you play nowadays? Does it does it range or? I mean, what's your uh, like I like I've seen videos of you back in the day shredding and and all that stuff. So like I said, to, to the Van Halen and stuff that you learn. Um, do you 
get to play a lot? Did you, do I you play house. a lot? Yes, at the house. After everyone's gone to sleep. And then uh, actually during during my recovery time when I had two months off, uh, I had the half stack and my neighbor, my, literally my neighbors were hearing it. I didn't think anybody was home. I figured they're all working during the day. And when I finally started feeling good, I said, I got to rip this this thing open and just shred and, and get it out. And it helped. So that gives me an idea. Was it, was it something that was difficult to, because remember you said that, when you get your shit ripped open, do you move your head to get your coffee and stuff clicks? Was the guitar uh, I, I easier yeah. without without hurting yourself? Or no, it was actually painful. When 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 I got home from the hospital, I didn't wear a shirt for six weeks because any sort of cloth just burned, and so putting the guitar up against you hurt. But there were some times where I just put the guitar strap on and said, "Let's go. I'll, I'll deal with the pain. I'm used to dealing with the pain, and uh, I, I just got to get the feeling out." Because you got to get that moment is yeah. that is that what you'd say um because i would think as a, the, the it's an extension of uh, some sort of therapy in different ways sometimes do you oh, have music do, is therapy do you have the favorite do you have favorite to play like do you just like riff do you rip like do you have favorite riffs or favorite like you said just listening to albums and just going down it, it, different depends, on, guys. it depends on how long you have to play i mean if you get 10 minutes to yourself you're going to go back to what feels natural if you're in the mood of just kind of riff and you're you get you, you have a go-to if you have a solo you're going to go to if i want to do some finger tapping crazy stuff i'll go there but if you get an hour here's the best thing if you get an hour to yourself you find this zone after about minute 22 and you don't come out of it to about minute 48 and that's the best time when you can lose yourself. You're not, you don't even have to look at talk your guitar. About, we talk about guitar or weed because I get in that state all the time. And which, you know, by the way, um, somebody brought up a comment that I wanted to say. Um, they said uh, that something about me being high. And I was like, I'm awake. I'm high. I prefer to be medicated. That's a just public service announcement. <laughs> Not the changes. How about you, Billy? Because I know that, and and explain your relationship with the guitar. Because you you like me, um, you, you know, we're so much not only like uh, have our lives crossed, is that our, you know, our battles with uh, cigarettes and booze and and um, but stepping away, I had to step away from like now I can enjoy hockey again because you had to get away from because after you left Grinder. Like you said, you went with Ty Stone. You were still playing. Fill everybody in about after after the grinder. After, after grinder uh, stopped, we we did Nova Driver for uh, a good year and a half, and then that stopped. And so, kind of kicked around. I did a couple things, and then I ended up uh, joining Ty Stone's band. Yeah. And in 2011, you joined him at a pretty good time for him, yeah, right? He yeah, had a lot of stuff yeah, going on. He had a lot of stuff going on. Great. The band was fun. He had gotten healthy, right? Is he, he still worked, healthy? You know what? He? he worked for us at Guitar Center too. I mean, it was just yeah. that's how all these things came. That's around. how I met I met Ty originally at Falls also. Okay. Beca- yeah. At that same day, because he, he was playing Fallapalooza and I was a stage manager, so I had to like get them small world. up and yeah, it's funny. But kid uh, can sing, man. Dang. Hell yeah! We 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 did a lot of stuff. We had a lot of fun, and we did like a forty day uh, tour at Kid Rock and Jamie Johnson. Yeah. So it was it was I got to the the that thing. Yeah. There. So then, I, I left that in two thousand twelve, and uh, took a serious break, and just uh, I, I got married again. Uh, I, married, I married my wife Lisa, and, and you know that pretty much changed my my whole everything about me. Cool. Congratulations! I, I, you know, if I have something going on now, you know where it's, it, it, I'm not chasing 
right. the guitar. And it's not that's why I stopped, but I just I just wanted to be. Yeah, and you and found that, you found your. I tell everybody to, and because it's, um, you know, we're still alive, you and I. But we've also found the same. I tell everybody it's, and it it can be a person. It might be a place. It's it. There's something that has to trigger you to get inward to be able to fight. And it's about facing those demons, those monsters in the face and say, okay, you're here, but I want change. And you're going to get motivated. For me, it was a woman also that made me believe in myself. But until I could heal myself, we always talk about it around here, spiritually, you got to heal yourself spiritually first, then mentally, then physically, that one either, either or, to be able to get to a place where it could be so that you know who you are and like you said so you know whatever whatever that is you're chasing whether it's steven tyler the addiction me the addiction you the, the guitar dream whatever it is it doesn't need a name right the fact is is that you faced it and you're here now god bless it's still here and to talk about it so you, you stepped away and because i know you stepped away from the guitar and i needed it needed to become fun again and it, it, did when did you pick it back up here and there, I mean, I, I obviously I work with guitars all day. No, no, I know, so, but that's but, but that's but, a job, and you, yeah. this is where I want people to understand is that as long as you, you because you're a unique situation where you have to step away, yet you work in it. So it's sort of like the alcoholic that works at, that bar. owns the bar, right? You know, right. you're gonna have to let you just gotta learn how to. So what was it that made you get peace to be able to to work there? Because I know the way that you are, you're not, you don't know how to half-ass shit so you're I, I not gonna take a guess here i want to take a guess because and i, I want to say first thing about billy is that what people probably don't know and and billy's already given me that look probably is billy is actually a very quiet and, and personal I, person he's he's i mean to be on stage yes and to do what he does yes absolutely he's out there but when he's that's off his stage, guitar though do you, if you understand yeah, billy yeah. that's not him but he's when he gets off like, stage he likes to be he, he doesn't want to be under that bright light he wants to be in that dark corner just kind of hanging out having fun but he doesn't share a lot of information, you know. You see a lot, like I said, we've seen a lot, but we don't say anything. But I'm going to take a guess here. Uh, his wife Lisa had a, a grand piano, baby grand piano, and she started to tinker around with it at the uh, house. And then all of a sudden, some recording started dark. coming she, out. Well, she, six foot dark. I mean, uh, a little bit. <laughs> she, but I, you know, uh, she said to me, "Didn't you ever listen to yourself play?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> you know, and we it, don't and, do and, that. And, and it's just in in. in a lot of so I had to just get to a point where I can enjoy it yeah. and not put the seriousness in it because yeah. man you get to that that thing I mean I get it bro you know because you did it you you hit all the arenas at the end the they all look the same you know at, at the end of the day when it turn, it does turn into a job no matter how much you love it yeah so and and, and I, I'm very thankful for everything I, I was able to do you know I'm not I'm not whining or anything I, I just had to get away from it yeah, it no. wasn't. It was. It was just. It's all know. champagne, buddy. It was like <laughs> I'm glad the passion came that. back. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I do anything serious again. I just, I, I, I kind of like leave my thing where I left it, you know. And, and it, I, I, what I do now at home is I've got an iPad and I've got a like a tab thing with songs on it. And we're talking like, I mean, Freddie Fender. Oh yeah. Uh, Elvis songs, and I'll sit there and just drive Lisa crazy. Yeah, you know, because I'll, I'll sing. I'll sing. It's now or never. Like you shouldn't. You know, yeah. it's now. Or ne- you know, she's like, oh my god. But uh, 
that's right. I have <laughs> but a lot you're of fun. having fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I did it. I did it one night, and I didn't realize she was watching me. I was just and I and I no, she, I, I stopped and I just looked over and she's just going like, "You're out of your mind. You're absolutely out of your mind." I said, yeah, yeah you but know. you're in the zone. But I'm <laughs> glad you can love it again because that's. Would you say it? It's a. I always convert it to because you can probably relate the most. It's that escalator, uh, you know, fighting it going up and it's coming down. Now, yeah. it's, now, now it's the one in the airport where it's on the balance, so you can take a step to the side and take a stand and enjoy it and. Yeah. And take it and then walk and be busy and do whatever you want. But it's more on your time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just so, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll write again at some point. Yeah. You know, it'll come. Y'all, I'm only 49. I know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. How, how old's your dad, Keith? He's like 109 now. He, he's been dead for years. Yeah, they, just haven't, they haven't told him. That's true. <laughs> you know what? I always, you ever hear the story about him falling out of the coconut tree? Seriously, we're talking about Keith. We're talking about Keith. Not Richards. my dad. Keith Richards. Richards. Yeah, Keith. Oh. We're here with his son, Billy Reed. Oh. Keith Reed. So he's cli- he's down in like Hawaii or something. Yeah. he's climbing, trying to get a coconut out of a tree. He falls out of the tree. I mean, yeah. like, like a good 15, 20 feet. Yeah, they said he started acting strangely. What does that mean? Yeah. What, I, what does he start speaking? <laughs> yeah. Did he start speaking coherently? Hi. Yeah. I like, Get him yeah. to the hospital now. Yeah. <laughs> How does he figure that out? Hello. Will you please address me by Sir, <laughs> Sir <laughs> Keith Richards? You see the, you see the, the Facebook uh, meme going around saying it's 2019. <laughs> he did. Who do you, Bryce Harper? Hey, didn't he just call him a meme? Whatever it's a that meme, you fucking meme, meme, meme. What is What is it? It's a picture of him going, it's 2019 and I'm still here. Oh. I mean, look at everybody that, I mean, Prince, uh, look at all the guys, Tom Petty, and and he just just turned 75. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. You guys want to, uh, you guys want to play it too? Sure. Got anything in mind? (laughs) Well, we'll just try this one. All right. Oh, I know this one. This one takes a bath. Flowers with a stone. That was me. Well, when you're sitting there in your silk upholstered chair, talking to some rich folk that you know. Well, I hope you won't see me in my grinder <laughs> company. Cause you know I can never be alone. Take me down, little Susie. Take me down. I know you think you're the queen of the underground. You can. Send me dead flowers every morning Send me dead flowers by the mail Send me dead flowers to my wedding And I won't forget to put roses on your grave well, when you're sitting back in your rose pink Cadillac, making bets on Kentucky Derby Day, 
I'll be in my basement room With a needle and a spoon And another girl to take my pain away Take me down, little Susie, take me down well, I know you think you're the queen of the underground You can send me dead flowers every morning Send me dead flowers by the mail Send me dead flowers to my wedding When I won't forget to put roses on your grave Yeah, get him Billy Take me down, little Susie, take me down I know you think you're the queen of the underground You can send me dead flowers every morning Send me dead flowers by the U.S. mail Say it with dead flowers at my wedding And I won't forget to put roses on your grave No, I won't forget to put roses on your Bad for not doing it for 15 years. Four, 12. But, uh, 12? Okay, whatever. <laughs> 12 and a half. Fuck you, Perry. Wow. Nice work. That's Always love that, that one. That flowers nice shot, boys. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, Mac, we're not done. Uh, no, I know we're not done. <laughs> I know we're not done. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time for uh, uh, folks at home, if you're listening, if you're watching uh, on Facebook Live. Uh, obviously, this is grindtimepodcast.com. You can see us as you are. Uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty on Instagram, Grind Time Podcast, Twitter at Grind Time DMAC25. You can email the program, email at grindtimepodcast.com. Uh, Keith Morrison, I saw your email. I am looking into the Daryl Strawberry comments, and uh, Jim Rome and I are uh, conversing. So thank you for that, sir. Um, also, too, we're still. Uh, as the month comes near, uh, getting ready to tighten up as far as uh, sponsorships and different looks. So if you're, if you're a business, if you're a person, product, services, anything, um, email us at email at grindtimepodcast.com. And don't forget our brothers at the Detroit Cast. We all record our show out of Radio for One Studios. I'm actually sitting in Mike's chair, and I will leave him a, a prize. That is Mike Walters. Jay and Eric Fady, a.k.a. The Big E, or as I say, Isis. They do the show five days a week. Check out their show at DetroitCast.com. 
Uh, hey, I got, uh, before um, we wrap this up, I got Perry. Or, or first, here. Uh, I'm going to start this every week, guys. Um, do you have the uplink for the for the app for the horoscope thing? Yeah, Tim oh. should have it right okay. there. Okay. Now, uh, you know, there's different things that, that I'm going to bring to people's attention. And this is an app. And I don't have no, no dog in this fight except for this app fucking probably saved my marriage yesterday. And it's the horoscope map. And, I, and whether you believe it or not, if you don't believe it, then you, can, you don't have to listen to this part. Just fast forward about 30 seconds. Um, but if you do, um, it's, yeah, you got to check out. Did you get? Yeah, I mean, I can't pull the app up for them to see it. No, not the app, but the... the the well, thing that what I did you sent, guys have? Like, like I had, I had the. It's. Uh, I'm going to tell you what it is. Sorry, guys. Seeing uh, daily horoscope and tarot, love, family, yeah. What's the just the? It's the daily, yeah, horoscope and tarot messenger, right? It's this one right here. It's always you're always looking for witch apps or whatever, but it's that one right there. If you can see it. This thing is so pretty spot on as far as uh, um, the planets aligned and, and all that stuff. If you believe in that, uh, check it out, the Daily Horoscope. And let me know what you think. Email at Grind Time Podcast. Now. So you said something. Wait a second. What? You said this app saved your marriage. You can't gla- graze over that. I, no, because I, I can glaze over it because it gave me the awareness <laughs> that I read it every night. Or every day, every morning, and it lets me know. And and my awareness, self awareness, is that shit's coming up. Remember, I told you that I had to wait till New Year's Eve. Had a phenomenal New Year's Eve. Got there, but oh, yeah. it'll give you a heads up if it's going to be a tough day, or okay. or if, if things like yesterday for me, it did. My horoscope said uh, today's a day that no matter what you say to anybody, and this just this has to do with my wife, but not just my wife. It doesn't matter what you say. You could say it double talk. Mean the other thing. You're still wrong. Get over yourself and right, which means pretty much that means like, you know, I get out of your own way. I did. Didn't just shut your tongue, which leads me back to also, which is very important guys and girls and people. Now being properly medicated for whatever your ailment is, and and this is a serious because January is suicide prevention month, and it's uh, you know the most. Uh, let's just talk real talk here. It's the most uh, suicides happen in January, but mental health is a real thing. And for myself personally, I've been trying to wean myself. Out. The last thing I'm on is Zoloft, right? It's for my for my brain, and and it and I've been tr- trying to. Uh, I didn't wean myself off it, but I thought I was in the clear of two weeks, and and no, I went back on it yesterday. Cause, and 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 so my advice is that because uh, yesterday was a, a very proper example of I got up. Um, so, um, my wife was up before me and dealing with things that I didn't know she had to deal with, yeah. and I had to leave the house. Okay, I didn't take medication. I didn't smoke weed i didn't take i didn't properly medicate myself and when you leave the house and i'm just talking from experience is you have to take that few minutes whether it's for your coffee whatever else that is that time it's going to save you throughout the day so and right because if you don't have it 
then and because yeah. because I don't know and 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 as I'm replaying my day because I try to see how I can be better and and else I realize that I set myself up leaving the house for failure and it had nothing to do with I'm not looking at what it's not a right or wrong thing it's not whatever it's me because I didn't have a governor yeah. right because I'm sure I dealt with the same people and the same things right but I didn't have that space that time that breath that in between just yeah. to go. Uh, I'm not going to fight about this one. Uh, and everything just sets you off. So it's yeah. real. So guys, if you feel that way, girls, if you feel that way, talk to somebody about it. Thankfully, even today, I can tell that in a different state of mind or just a little bit at ease. And, awesome. you know, it's a pro it's a progress and it's, and it's, and it's okay. But just, it's that self-awareness to, if you need to get back on track, it's like, uh, I'm sure Vince, you got to take a bunch of medication Right, that that you wouldn't want to take, but in order to to get back as healthy as you, you can, yeah, it's temporary. I mean, it's going to be six months, and then hopefully they they wean it down. I mean, geez, I think I was on taking at one point probably sixteen, seventeen pills a day, including regular medication. But then you go and you get checked off, and it starts to come down, Good. come down, come down. So and cool, remember, man. Vince uh, Mateus from Guitar Center. Uh, are you over in the Roseville? Store, or I'm actually the district manager, so I oversee all the stores in Michigan. Ooh, so he'll be everywhere. Fort hey, Wayne, and remember Bend, what yeah. Vince said. The only way out is through. Bill, you got any wisdom like that? I know you always <laughs> used to say there's no way. <laughs> Bill used to say there's no way out. What do you got? But, you got anything uh, like that? What do you got? Uh, don't, no. don't eat yellow snow. Yeah, yeah don't eat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> hey, so um, we always like to we have the hockey thing queued up. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Can oh. I say something? Uh, yeah. A friend had some problems. Over, over the weekend, uh, Filder, guitar oh, player. Yeah. He was in Germany visiting his family, had a heart attack. Uh, not really sure. There's conflicting reports. I, I do, last I heard, he's still alive, but not, he's having a rough go. Oh, man. And this yeah. is, uh, you know, known this guy 25 years. Yeah. So if we can just, you know, yeah, put some thoughts on prayer out you know, there. And the great great guy. And I, don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen that guy have a ill word wow. to anybody. And just, so their uh, band, will we know the band that he's in? Or? He, was, he was in a band called Big Chief. Uh, yeah. Oh God! And, and he uh, says he's in also, Germany now. And, and uh, he was. Uh, I'm sorry, Big Chief. He was also in Five Horse Johnson. Yeah, and, yeah. and Looter with uh, with Miller. Yeah. And, and Scott Hamilton. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah no, definitely. Uh, prayers go out to him. Um, but before we leave, I thought this uh, Perry. I got to give Perry credit because he found this, and I was saving it. But I thought this one was apropos. You've probably seen it before because you're a bunch of hockey nerds. <laughs> but we're going to play for the audience at home. I've been battling in the Lindy Rough all day. We call it's it quits and head into names. the clubhouse for some Bob beers and Kelly Buckburgers. After crushing many drinks, we decide to hit the local nightclub to check out some Carl Dykehouse and Joe Newendykes. <laughs> I noticed I was getting eyeballed by some Neil Sheehy, and she had a bit of a Doug Waite problem. <laughs> A real Jamie McCowan. I thought to myself, I can't stoop this Patrick Marlowe. She wanted to take off, and I wasn't sticking around for the ugly lights to come on, so I paid the Rick Tabaracci, and we hopped into a Thomas Caberlet. I took her back to my Phil Housley, where things got a little hot and steamy. She geared down, and not to my surprise, her Carrie Taco was a bit Joe Ricky and Jason Woolley. I decided she needed a Bill Barber. Pulled out my Donald. <laughs> pulled out my Donald Brashears. Pulled out my Donald Brashears and shaved her down to the Randy Wood. Ah. <laughs> she, 
She then proceeded to trim my hairy snips and around my Pekka Ratakilo. That's a cool name, Radicilio. I and popped her Don Cherry, but she was too Ken Dryden, so I flipped her over, grabbed my hack and lube, and threw it in her Curtis Brown with no tie domi. Hack and lube? No way, man. She soon started to complain she was too Marty McSorley to go on. So I snapped, quickly showed her the Daryl Sidor, and told her maybe I'll, ca- I'll call her Brendan Morrow. Needless to say, she was Grant Furious. <laughs> The next morning, I had the worst Darren Poopa, <laughs> and I was, I was Valerie's Zellapukin all day. And two weeks later, I noticed a little Travis Green coming out of my Mike Babcock, so I booked an appointment with Dr. Randy Gregg to get a Corey Schwab. Randy Gregg is a doctor. But this isn't the end of the story. A month later, I woke up and saw Garth Snow outside. The weatherman said there was a 30% chance of a Theo flurry. My car wouldn't start, so I had to borrow my roommate's. It's not as Chris Osgood as mine, and it takes a Roberto Luongo time to start, but I was stuck. When I went into his room to get the keys, there was that same Rick Brodsky with my roommate. Uh-oh. She was sucking on his Mike Pekka while Essa ticking in his temperature with her finger. I said, buddy, don't do it. That Butch Goring has the fans clapping. I think she picked it up in Paul Korea, but she wouldn't listen, or he wouldn't listen to Marty Reasoner. Finally, I said, keep up the Manny Legacy, and ran out. Osgood, a legacy, oh, and uh, McCune. Notice how, uh, you know, Perry, that's like way back. We had to go back to the old names that you wouldn't know. You, you wouldn't know that they'd have to redo it now, because that's like 20 years ago. I think I, it is, it's been redone the last couple, couple of years. Yeah, I have no idea who half the guys are. What are you talking about, dude? You had your hockey cards growing up. He's lying. Sack. Oh, those guys I did. The new ones, I have no idea. But exactly. Yeah. Well, I figured these are a couple of hockey guys. So what's uh, what's who do, you, who do you got for the weekend? Oh yeah, football. Let's talk sports. What? Talk some sports. What do you want to talk? Well, who do you got for NFL? Who do I got this weekend? Oh, yeah, maybe Billy can tell me who's playing. Yeah. Um, we were trying to run down all the well, games. Well, you know, I was uh, telling Philadelphia everybody that Jason Saints. Douglas blows so hard that he blew all the Eagles, and that's why the Chicago missed the thing. But uh, I got to take New Orleans. I don't think uh, Philly can go in there. I don't there. think. Yeah, Breeze is too um, Breeze is too tough. Who is it? So uh, you got Colts, Chiefs. Mm. Okay, Colts, Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. Yeah, I like that's kind of really cool, but I mean, it's the Andy Reid effect, and you know what, he can't, is this today, so I'm going, this is my Kansas City, New England, or Kansas City, New Orleans Super Bowl, I think it's Kansas City's year, just like it's Washington's year, I think sports work that way, where when, like, the Cubs win, and then, like, it's, it's, just it's get over the hump, it's Andy Reid, get over the hump, at least get to the Super Bowl, so, um, who are the Cowboys playing? The Rams. Ooh. Cowboys, Rams. See, that's an intriguing matchup. Well, you think, but that's, that Rams defense is just smoke and mirrors. I mean, it's not really. Either Aaron Donald, yeah, he's got 20 and a half sacks, but, you know, like Dominic and Sue, and they just give up too many points. So if Dallas can run the ball. Where are they? Are they in Dallas? No. Oh. No. No, they're in LA. No, but you you'd think the Rams would win, but I mean, you never you never know. What do you got? I can't pull for the Cowboys. I just can't. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> right time. Not after that flight. Not after that six-city exactly flight. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, 
I just had the Rams, Gurley. You think they're gonna win the? Who you got to win the Super? Do you think? What about uh, isn't well, let's it? Go, let's isn't go. Let's go. Let's go to the um, Chargers and uh, New Chargers England. and Patriots. Yeah, yeah. See, I think the Chargers. That could be. That could be the that same could thing. Be it the could one. be Chargers and I'd like to see Chargers. So whoever I like to see means that it'll be opposites. So I like to see the Chargers and KC, and I'd like to see. Um, I'd really like to see New Orleans Dallas. I like to see if Dallas can go in and. Uh, um, into New Orleans and do the same thing that they did in Dallas. Nobody likes that Philly story. You don't want to see that happen. Eagles again? Saints. That should be a good game. It's going to be. So you got. You said you're saying no chance. I just don't think he can get past Breeze. No shit. Okay. Well, I mean, that's the game I'm going to watch. I'm going mean, to watch them all. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I want to see um, Eagles. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch college football championship? Yes, I did. They. Uh, Good game, and then they got the shit kicked out of them. I was like, well, yeah. it was impressive. I thought when they came back and scored at the beginning, I thought it was like one of these. Oh, okay. But, yeah, they uh, to win by four touchdowns. That's fucking small assault. Yeah. Any fights coming up? Bama. Um, we just had a, a great uh, night on uh, right after Christmas. Yeah. John Jones. Oh, yeah, he won. Yeah. yeah. yeah but he, Amanda he Nunes. He actually, we didn't talk about it, but... Uh, Dude, boy, showed you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, he showed up. But a uh, big story that night was Amanda Nunez. That's uh, right. She won yeah, the, she won the 145 Cyborg. belt. She holds the baddest woman on the planet, man. And oh, she yeah. took care of Chris Cyborg in Which short nobody order. Nobody do- nobody's done it. Yeah. No, because Cyborg and, looks like and a with, Cyborg. At, at 10 extra pounds, Amanda Nunez looked faster. She looked faster than when she was at her normal weight cut. Did you see, cut. speaking of that, here, here's a, here's a right off the conversation. Did you see the bunch of dumb idiots trying to assault people and then the people are running into the dojos and shit and the guys get the fucking... Oh, I saw the picture of the guy last night. I read that. The girl girl that got him? Tried to kidnap this girl in the mall. She ran into a a karate studio that the instructor was cleaning up and the guy came in and and I guess the guy was a big guy and I guess he laid him the... I heard the interview and he was really, really really nice about it. I saw something last night. And then an MMA girl... Yeah, did you hear this one? MMA girl guy comes up to a girl uh, in Rio de Janeiro uh-huh. and is like close to her and says he's got, he asked her for the time and then he says he's got a gun yeah. and he steal her phone and she she's a, she's a UFC fighter and she's standing next to him and he goes well if he's got to pull his gun out she whacks him twice kicks him in the face chokes him out sitting up till oh, the cops man. got there really yeah so all you thieves out there everybody's MMA. Yeah. So don't be fucking around. It's like yeah. Billy and I back at the bar back in the days. So. No, that was you. That was you just cleaning up. Yeah. I used, hey. I used to call him the diffuser. Was it, it one one night something happened? I thought it was Spock. A guy was standing next to me. It was, it was his. And friend. then he wasn't. His friend was on the ground, and he started walking. I said, "No, no, no, no. It's okay. It's over. Nothing's gonna happen. Just enjoy your beer. Sit back. It's all done." And they picked the guy up and threw him out. <laughs> Darren, question for you. Yes. You you did this. Uh, Great tribute to your band, Grinder, you and Billy getting back and talking about all that. But you asked a lot of great questions, but I want to ask you one. What was your best memory? What was it? Was it a certain time? Was it a certain in concert? With, with Grinder? Absolutely. You know what? Honestly, it was when we mastered and got the master copy of the Out of Our Heads album. Like the accomplishment to when we sat down and listened to it and to actually see... Like, it, because it, then it, it be, cause the, the air was out of the sail. 
because Jim, 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 Jim had already passed. Jim had already died. And, and that sucked, you know, just like, so it really, it was more like, it was more like this is like the closing tribute to him, and I think he'd be proud of it the way that we finished it up, like you said, because if the yarn was going to unravel, I mean, at the time is that I'm not, that's the difference between 2009 and 2004 or 2005, um, is that, you know what, I, I know the direction that I want to go in, so it's like going to be the yarn wouldn't unravel now, but, but just for, for the accomplishment to be able to show that shit, dude, there's a, I, you can do it. You can go out and you can do anything now. Um, I'll always remember just, I love just, I love the bus rides. I love the after the gigs. I love just, I love when we go up north and Jim would stay in the room working on songs and Billy and I, we'd all go out and then we'd come back and we'd torment him because <laughs> it's the only way the, you could. And the video games. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh epic, dude, the Golden epic, Tea. Well, that and Golden Tea. And, the, the, yeah. and you and I, when we did the, used to do the Best Buy things, yeah. we'd, we'd be on exhibition playing NHL 04 or whatever it was and, yeah, oh, a couple. Of hey, did you see, I made the EA Sports. I made the Legends. Did you? Yeah, I got yeah. on the. Oh yeah, yeah, this year Legends. Yeah, I thought that's. See, those are the small. These are those are DMAC victories. The day that I was grind time with Darren McCarty victories. We were playing a <laughs> hockey game, and Darren was the Red Wings, and I was Philadelphia or somebody, and a fight broke out, and it was actually him fighting. I didn't even get a shot in, and the, the, the whole bus just just blew up laughing. I might have knocked the controller out of his hand to make sure he couldn't throw any punches because that wouldn't. Uh, don't beat up the boss, bro. Even in the video games, oh. you might take that even more serious. I thought of one when we were at the uh, EA Sp- or the 2K Sports thing during the uh, home run derby, and you and I were playing baseball, and you were always the Red Sox at that point, and I was probably the Yankees or whatever. Right. And Johnny Damon was sitting behind us, and he comes up to bat. On the video game, I plugged him. That's <laughs> 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 how you like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, we Just turned around and laughed at him. <laughs> we had some funds, but uh, you know we're gonna uh, with grind time here, grind time podcast as we come to a close here with uh, Billy Reedy and Vince Matias, uh, good friends of mine. Grinder, oh, thank Vince, you guys. By the way, you Thanks, did accept man. the. Uh, in case there is any grinder in the future, you will work yourself back into shape to play rhythm. Oh, I'm in shape now. Out of boy. See, I love that. Look at that's my guy. When you're ready, we're ready. There's that's my guy. <laughs> He's a grinder. And you never know. That's he is a grinder. Yeah. He's the true spirit of the grinder. So yeah. uh thank so, you. So hey Mac, what do you got? Thank what do you got coming on this oh, week? Oh yeah. Okay. Tomorrow I got a private event in Lansing. Oh, Friday, Port Huron. Uh Convention Center. Uh seven thirty. Uh it's gonna be a great show. And then Lambertville. Yeah, you can't. They're two sold-out shows. But uh, next week, we'll fill you in. I know we're going to Fenton, and we'll be in Muskegon the weekend of the 20th. Muskegon. Yeah, exact stay over. Casino, let me two know which casino row, to go yeah. to. Um, but uh, as again, uh, Perry, Tim, Billy, thanks for coming, Vince. Uh, Tim, anything to add? What do you got? Anything special this nah, week? Man. Anything I should watch on TV? I encourage everybody to watch Titan Games with The Rock. That shit's fucking awesome. Like I said, Southern New Hampshire University. It's the same thing. Talent is distributed evenly. Opportunity isn't. Right? That's what it is. You got anything to add, Perry? Nope. That's what I thought. Great time. All right, pump for positive Perry. <laughs> <laughs> for Timmy on the ones and twos. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. This right. is Brian Time with Darren McCarty. And as always, no matter how many times you fall down, get your ass back up. Grind Time Podcast out.